Welcome to another episode of Badass Records Podcast, where we talk about you and some of your favorite albums. If you're in the KC area and would like to come on the show, hit me up at badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. Merch available at badassrecordspodcast.com. It's the Badass Records Podcast, with video on YouTube, audio where you stream. New episodes every Thursday, and introducing featured episodes airing Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Standard, only on Counterclockwise KC Internet Radio. This will be episode 66, Badass Records Podcast, uh, where we chat a little bit about you and some of your favorite music. Uh, Jason Dice. Bice. Bice. I wrote it. I wrote I... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pronounced. like It sounds like Dice. Okay. With a B. Sure. Um, fresh in off the streets from LFK. Yeah, from Lawrence. How, how long have you been calling Lawrence home? Um, it's coming up on seven years now. Okay. I've been out there, um, met my, my now wife, Allison. Nice. Um, and, uh, and, um, yeah, we started dating and hit it off and did, where did you move to Lawrence from Kansas city? Okay. So yeah. you born and raised here then? No, Oh. Uh, <laughs> I grew up, uh, I, I was born in Houston, Texas. Okay. And then my family, we moved all over the United States. Really? When I was a, a kid, we probably moved, uh, on average, like every three years. Okay. You know, Non-military? Up. No, not military. Okay. Yeah. Just stuff going on. Yeah. Just a dad who thought the grass was always greener. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to use that phrase myself. Uh, so, um, siblings. Yeah. Yeah, older brother uh, John, who's an artist uh, here in Kansas City. Johnny, okay. Johnny B. Johnny B. Art, yeah, over at Imagine That. And um, what young, kind of firm is that? Uh, Imagine That is uh, it's a it's an organization here in Kansas City that basically um, people with special needs. Um, you know, my brother has Down syndrome. Okay. Um, and um, and so. People with special needs go there, and they start to discover their artistic abilities and cool. qualities. And, Very uh, nice. And then they're guided on creating art that they actually sell. Okay. And, and cool. And, yeah. Uh, so just the two of you, uh, sibling wise, younger sister. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and how did uh, mom and dad meet? Um, they met in uh, Colorado uh, through I think it was like some kind of church retreat okay or something like that interesting yeah um so in all of the uh different places you live do you uh were they playing music in the home when you guys were young yeah and i had a really strong um like musical upbringing i guess you would say really yeah i was really encouraged uh, not only to listen to music but also to to play music okay and cool so that was good what uh, what kind of things were they into um, so my dad listened to a lot of the old country, nice. you know, Hank Williams, sure. and Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and all that. Um, and he had grown up in Georgia and then went to Baylor in okay. Texas. Yeah. So that's how, why, how I ended up born in Texas. But, um, he was out at Baylor, played basketball there <clears throat> and, um, so, you know, and he was raised like Southern Baptist and okay. was expected to be a preacher and things like that. 
And so he was raised not only around gospel, like Elvis, and, and he played guitar, and he would play Elvis songs and stuff cool. like that and impersonate Elvis. <laughs> nice. And, um, you know, when, when he was younger. Um, but so that was really... That was really influential. My dad was always singing okay. these songs. Or, you awesome. Know, one of the earliest ones I remember hearing was um, Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley. Okay. Like he would sing that, or he, he would sing You Are My Sunshine. Oh, nice. Sure. Um, and then uh, he also, later he did Square Dance Calling. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, That's not like a, a high-paced thing like an auctioneer. Yeah, kind of like, well, you know, it's that... that yeah, grab your yeah, partner yeah, and spin right, around yeah. and do yeah. yeah, fun. Yeah, and then he, so he really got into that, and he built his own PA system Okay, uh, in the garage, and then which I eventually started using for my music, you know. But, um, yeah, and he would practice in okay. the garage. So I would hear him practicing square dance calls, wow. stuff like that. That's and awesome. Yeah, he really got into it. Um, and then as for my mom, she was very religious, you know, okay. and so... Uh, raised in Virginia and Southern Baptist. Okay. You know, and was expected to marry a preacher. Oh. You know. <laughs> All right. The stars are and, aligning. Uh, yeah. And so she listened to a lot of, it was very like, I remember a lot of soft rock, like Anne Murray, Barry okay. Manilow, okay. John Denver. I hear you know? I hear soft rock and immediately think Air Supply. Yeah. I, I don't remember any Air Supply. Okay. Okay. But like the easy listening sounds of the 70s. Sure. Yeah. And and the stuff that you could play around your children, you know. But I also remember, like, she would take us to Pizza Hut or something like that, and there'd be a jukebox, you know, and, like, ACDC would be playing. And I was like, what is this? Right. You know, and... I can see that room now um, and yeah. the jukebox. Yeah, yeah. A lot of red. Yeah, a lot of red, yeah. Cups, and carpet. Bar and, yes. You know. and, uh, and then, or I remember... I remember hearing ACDC. I can't remember what else I remember hearing on the radio, but uh, or on the jukebox. But I also had a little um, like AM radio mm-hmm. with the one ear plug. Okay. And I used to play that in bed before I'd fall asleep. Um, you know, listen to the radio, and so a lot of I remember hearing the Eagles. Okay. And like take it easy. Nice. Yeah, and and just hearing those harmonies and like. Wow. Yeah. You know, just being like enamored with it and just, you know, like, how are they doing this? That's, that's awesome. You know, uh, so encouraged to play instrument. Yeah. Or? So then, so then, um, we, um, eventually, let's see, we, I had a record player growing up. That's the other big music memory is I had this little, I guess it played 45. Okay. And, um, I remember I, I had Ronnie Millsap, Long Way Around the World. Okay. And um, the all the gold in California is in a bank in the middle of Beverly Hills and somebody else's name. Um, Gatlin Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember those two songs specifically. Okay. And so being probably like six or seven and like playing those just over and over and nice. over, you know. Um, did were those gifts from mom and dad yeah. these 45s yeah awesome yeah and um and so then um let's see so after that yeah so getting encouraged to play music uh when we kind of settled in colorado for a short short period <laughs> or where we thought we were going to settle 
uh, it was around when I was in fourth grade, so probably 11 years old mm-hmm. or something. Um, they, you know, had the option, you can learn an instrument and asked us at school, you know, what we want to learn. And I went home, I said, clarinet. Okay. Um, and that came from, um, I had, we had visited a mall when I was younger. I don't remember how old, like maybe eight or nine. And a symphony was in the mall playing, um, Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky, the uh, Peter and the Wolf. Okay. Is it Peter and the Wolf? Uh, is Tchaikovsky or? Yeah. Uh, Peter and the Wolf. It might not be Tchaikovsky. Anyway. Sure. Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. And I, I remember, and then I think I had the album with the, okay. maybe the Sean Connery, you know, or whatever with the the narration. Sure. And um, and I, I always remembered, well, my mom played oboe when oh. she, she had learned oboe. Okay. And so I knew that. Always, she had she would get it out sometimes. Cool, and not really play it. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so I remember seeing that, and then that's I, ch- I said clarinet. So I started that, and yeah, and then that we also had an organ at home, like a Yamaha. Cool. And so I did learned, it have multiple. Uh, yeah, Lalo? okay. And not the multiple. It was just I. It was one. One. Okay. Yeah, but it had like you could play country or disco sure. or blues beats. And then whatever you put the beat to, the bass or the banjo or whatever instrumentation would align, you know? So I was learning different beats and things like that at a very young age, but not really realizing. But remember hearing the difference between a swing and a, you know, like disco or whatever. That makes me think of uh, the stories uh, or studies, you know, uh, that talk about um, brain development and like, you know, learning uh something like an instrument or a foreign language or something it like if you do that mm-hmm. while your brain is still developing it sort of can guide the way that the brain develops hmm. and and so then you kind of have that you know canal or whatever but later it's you're, it's already your brain's already formed and so it's it's harder yeah um, yeah but i i so I, it's that just scientifically is a fascinating notion but i also love the idea of music kind of literally shaping a part of you know your brain and who you are right yeah that's cool stuff yeah um and so basically from there like i when i started playing clarinet um i like i would play um i remember playing a song called alley cat okay yeah uh, it's an old older song sure and and then i was playing um like king of the road okay and things like that which will come back to us right and later in my story okay remember um what's his name who wrote king of the road uh um roger uh i can't think of his last name Let's see here um king of the road roger miller yeah roger 1965 yeah um okay so remind me of roger miller okay. later later um so basically I also started playing a lot of Neil Diamond on the clarinet. Okay. <laughs> uh, that his his whole album dropped of you know the one with Coming to America and all sure. that. And that was widely popular. I think they did a movie and um, you know that was the kind of stuff my parents would listen to. Okay. So I learned to play like those songs on clarinet. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and then I in addition to just learning whatever, and I was always like first or second chair. You okay. Know, and all that. And so that went all the way into high school, and then that's when I discovered guitar. Yeah, you know, and 
uh, a lot of my friends started playing guitar, and I was skateboarding at the time. And so, and where are you? You know, that we were still in Colorado, but okay. we had moved. Well, part, <laughs> we had moved where away. all have you lived in Colorado? Um, so Aurora, okay, Littleton, sure, um, and um, that's actually, and then Denver, okay, yeah, downtown sure. Denver, nice. Um, and um, and so, basically, we um, uh, we did the high school and then I, I did marching band and so, but I got really tired of, it. I was getting picked on, you know, and like, oh, for real? you know, yeah, just people like, you know, I remember I had a uniform hat on that uh-huh. just looked totally dorky. Right. And, and you know, some guy came up and grabbed it and that you know, just, it felt humiliating yes. and that kind of stuff. You yeah. Know? And, um, you know, a lot of jokes about playing the clarinet and sure. stuff like that. Sure. You know? So, um, so basically I started learning guitar. I had a friend, um, who built guitars, built electric guitars. And he was 16 and doing this in Whoa. his garage. Yeah. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, what's great. His name was Jeff Woodman. Okay. And he was building Woodman guitars. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he was teaching me a lot about that instrument and, and he, uh, um, how in the heck did he know how to do that? His dad, you okay. know, just got him into sure. it and crafting and, you know, it was, it was a lot of, it was just buying the parts and then sanding. I yeah. Think, you know, okay. And then assembling. Yeah. You know. And then I mean, you put like some polyurethane. Yeah. On it gluing to... and then then painting. Yes. And he would paint yeah. his own guitars. Cool. Too. Yeah. He did it all, and it was it was amazing. Yeah. Watching, you know, like, um, and it's not like he had a whole production. Like he did like two guitars, you know. But that's still that's impressive. Shoot, one for, is impressive. Yeah. And um, so they were, that was really cool. You know, learned a lot from him and. Um, Honestly, he's someone I wish I could reconnect with. I've I've tried, tried? to look him up and really stuff like that and can't find wow. him again. That's so, always a trip to me. Yeah, yeah. As much so, as our data yeah, is that we're connected. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So anyhow, um we that was great. And then I had another friend playing and you know, they had really nice rigs and stuff and they could play like Def Leppard Hysteria all the way through and you know, play the solos and all that. And they, wow. they were really great guitar players. You okay. Know? Talented kids, yeah. you know. And um, and so... Real, that's, I mean, uh, I'm a 74 baby. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, uh, 72. Um, when Pyromania came out and yeah. it was the, bl- the birth of MTV and it yeah. was like mind-blowing. Right. And then like by the time Hysteria came out, I was like, oh, that's cool. But now, mm-hmm. Hysteria is... Oh, way better record. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. I I got goosebumps here hearing that. Riff, yeah, that 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 riff title yeah, track riff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And so they were playing stuff like that, and he taught me Stairway. Okay. You know, and 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 so including um, the solo. Uh, no. Okay. No, no, okay. No, no, just all the parts. Sure. Sure. You know, and and so. Um, and then Can I you would, do the? Could you do the? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, trill. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean the whole song is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but and then I was playing. I I had learned about the Cure, and I think I put that in my yeah yeah fantastic list. Yeah, I mean thanks. Yeah, very geeked out by it for a lot of reasons. Well, and I could have chosen a lot. Sure, we'll get to we'll get to all that. Yeah, but um, um, but yeah. So I was listening to a lot of Cure and, and that album, "Kiss Me, Kiss Me," and that was definitely something I wasn't allowed to have, you know, at the time. And and so it was like I'd come home, listen to that, get out my guitar, try to play along with it. Put the album away, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll talk more about it, but yeah. uh, that was the first listen for me. Oh, really? Um, and the second 
Cure record since I started this project, um, which the other one was the next record, Disintegration, mm-hmm. which okay. was also a first listen. Oh. Um, but listening to uh, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, um, there's nothing inappropriate about it, but it's like, I don't know where to put yeah. this. Right. Kind yeah. Of, well, was, the visual on it is just like, what is this? Oh, you okay. Know? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, what, what, you know, and that was a lot of it was... And and then I think that's kind of around the time this we're talking the eighties now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's when Tipper Gore started crusading against you know and PMRC, labels yeah, and, you know, and all that stuff. Maybe that came a little bit later in '89 or '88. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got the uh, Holy right Trinity of uh, D. Snyder, John Denver, and Frank Zappa, right, going to Congress to say no, yeah. no, thank you, yes. sir. Yeah, exactly. And they were all like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't know what to do. These right, people are right. intelligent and prepared and right. determined. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, D. Snyder. I saw him in a bar in Kansas City one time. Just and I, I was like really intimidated, but I got close and was just, hey, <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. But uh, just because that, you know, when that broke and and so being having that kind of like you, you're not allowed to listen to certain kinds of music. We want you to listen to you know petra or sting what was it stinger or what well, I, I forget like, sure the horrible like what was the Christian rock what was the name of the re- of that twisted sister record with you're not gonna take oh, I, it yeah but it was right there in the yeah. mpv and like yeah. he's wearing makeup and right it's depicting and, like kids acting up in class or no yeah. teacher is the teacher rude to the kids in school and that's why they're like we're not going to take it maybe yeah and then burn yeah. in hell is on yeah. there oh really <laughs> there's a track called it was a hit yeah i remember we're not going to take it yeah like, and i don't think i had the album or anything, right. but i had a license to ill okay and i had that cassette okay that was another one that i kept around nice and, you know like i had to hide <laughs> which just seems hilarious yeah. you know that i was doing that but but they you know um, think that they're sculpting you into the right version yeah. of a human that they so I mean, right yeah i didn't want to disappoint them right know? so um you know so um basically that's where my influences were and then we started moving and it was really it was it was bad we we moved from a really stable environment where i'd been from like sixth to 11th grade mm. uh we moved into th- uh three or one moved once and then moved twice and then and then so we moved twice in Colorado and then my dad said we're moving to Kansas City and brought me to Independence oh my in the summer before my senior year I'm sorry of high school <laughs> yeah and and so which um, is I don't I mean I don't well no so I just I like, go there uh for yeah. Very specific reasons. Uh, I play hockey there on Wednesday nights. Oh, okay, at the arena. Uh, yeah. And, if, you know, I have customers that I go see, mm-hmm. but I don't ever hang out there. Yeah. But on, in the in and out process, it always kind of feels like just clunky and odd. And yeah. the collection yeah. of folks is just... It's, it's old school, you know. It's really old school. And, you know, it's um, the pride of Truman and stuff sure. like this. And, right. And, and so... Well, you know, it was like stepping back into time for me uh, because I'd mostly grown up in in Denver yeah. and, and then California a little bit and stuff like that. And so um, for my mom, I think she felt right at home because it's very conservative, you know. Um, and then basically my dad 
got here, lost a job that he came here for, kind of started looking for all this different work. Meanwhile, their marriage fell apart. Okay. And and then as I finished up my senior year and went off to college, they divorced. Damn, and, man. And so that That's was... That's a rough age for, it was rough for all for, of that. It was just boom, boom, you know. Like, the moves and then the change. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's... I'm sure there are parts of the Denver area that aren't fantastic, but for the most part, it's like. Uh, well, it was it was definitely like I was I was being raised in a more open like I where I went to school was an open campus. You know, we were free to leave and stuff like. And then in my senior year, it's like, no, you can't leave campus. <laughs> you know, we don't yeah, let people do that. Right. And and I actually finished up at my semester, but then stayed. You know, because I didn't know what to do of and, course and then i but i was able to decide on on college from that and in that move it, a lot of great things happened too i started writing songs like oh. i found that emotional outlet from from the move one of the first songs i ever wrote was because of that move you know and the emotional feelings you know i was having from yeah losing friends and all that so you're you didn't go the route of like angsty uh frustrated lashing out teen you just kind of turned to music not, yeah not really i mean i definitely had that but not really you know like anything extreme your parents you know? were never like concerned i don't think so right yeah i mean i don't think so uh but i basically um you know just started um, I got into theater and I auditioned okay. for plays. I was I was doing that in Colorado, so I continued that, and I got like good parts in in plays, and I got a part in the musical, and I joined choir and started really developing wow. my voice. Cool. And that was one thing I'd really I'd always wanted to sing, and I'd always been trying to sing in Colorado, and never felt like I was getting there. Okay. And then that changed after the move. Like I, I felt like, okay, I found my voice. Oh, there's a silver lining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then that led to meeting people, starting bands, you know, meeting musicians that I still know today, you know? Awesome. That, yeah. So, and, so, uh, was there, uh, like, okay. So the, I'm fascinated by this notion of the music that we listen to because it's what our parents put on. Mm -hmm. And then, we, if if you love music or de develop a relationship with the idea of music, eventually, like you, uh, begin to build your own uh, preferences, mm -hmm. collection, what have you. Right. So, was there was there an album that was a first love or a first purchase that was kind of you on your own? I mean, you said you mentioned License to Ill and yeah, uh, um, those albums, uh, the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, and the License to Ill, and then. Um, I remember uh, some guys in Colorado that were into music made a mixtape for me, and it had REM and some other music on it that um, it was like a first-time exposure okay. to REM, sure. a lot of REM, and some U2. Okay. And so then that's when I kind of started listening to U2 October yeah. and, and Unforgettable cool. Fire. Yeah. And so I owned that. Too, nice. You know, uh, and that was all before the move. So I was getting okay. a nice little bass. And then once I got out to uh, Independence, one of the first places I went was a record store. Yeah. You know, or CD store. Sure. Now yeah. at that point. Yeah. And um, you remember what you bought on that trip? Uh, I bought uh, Sinead O'Connor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which one? The Nothing Compares okay. to You. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I just was like, wow, her voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, 
after that, I think I got violent films. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, how about yeah. first show? Have you were you an early concert uh, goer? Or? Yeah, my first show is actually White Lion Aerosmith. Okay. Yeah, in Denver, and then I went to Monsters of Rock. Okay. In 1989. Wow. And I saw Metallica and sure. Scorpions and yeah. Um. So first band that I was in. Yeah. Um. I guess technically it would be called the Barefoot Boys. It okay. With, <laughs> with this guy. Um, Sean McAnally, uh-huh. he's, he's now in a band called Fur in the Fang. Okay. With Zach Hudson and um, some, I'm, some other folks. I'm not sure their names. Sure. But, um, but yeah, that that was like one of the first ones. And then I was in a band called like Sunny Delight, <laughs> but we also called ourselves Nice Cactus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So is this? Are you like getting together to practice? And then also, do you have gigs? Or? Uh, yeah, the Barefoot Boys was kind of like that, and then we were playing like garage gigs sure high school parties yeah played one of them i think yeah. <laughs> you know and then it's more than none yeah and then i think yeah i remember playing a lot of like high school parties okay and stuff like that and then um and then doing choir and and that was actually a big deal we went to state and okay. and it was i mean we were we had like regular choir and then like the kind of like show choir where we go around like the vfw and perform and like we get to leave during the day and right, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that was cool and that was really awesome getting to work with other people that could really yeah. sing, and yeah, know, stuff like that. Um, so, how how did we connect on Instagram? How did, how did um, we... so yeah, we connected through uh, my band Chowk. Yes. What? Okay. Yeah, you messaged me there. Yeah, but I think, but but I think you followed. Probably, yeah. And I, was... I, I think I probably just found you because I, so so Chowk is the most recent project that I've started. C H O W K. Um, yeah. Correct. Okay. And that the name comes from I I wanted to do like a Lawrence name. Okay. And, and so I was thinking like Chalk. Yeah. And when I started looking into that um, in meanings and things like that. I came across chowk, which is a Hindi word for marketplace, bazaar, or where roads cross I like or it. intersect. Very cool. Um, and I was, I saw, so I, I basically like messaged the bass player who we'd already started working together, um, and I was like, "What do you think of these names?" And I, I threw out like "Ghosts of Oriad." <laughs> uh, Oriad. Yeah, which is uh, there's Oriad is a a hill, and there it's a there's a like a hotel in Lawrence. Okay, um, yeah, Lawrence. I'm like, wait, yeah. I know that name. Yeah, yeah, it's in in Lawrence, and it's kind of a Lawrence reference. And then I think I said spy balloons. Or okay, <laughs> and and um, chalk, and then I and then I said I'm really leaning on chalk. And then once I found out about chalk, I was like, okay, I think this is the one. And he liked it, you know. And, okay, and so, so it's so it's you and a bass player, and then and you yeah, guys and met we, how. Um, so, so Dane and I met, I went to see, uh, well, I was playing a gig at Manor Records last year, last November, and, um, it was with, um, Major Matt Mason, and then Chris Bruders was there with some other guys. Okay. Um, so that was the bill, and, um, I was playing solo, and Dane is the bass player in Major Matt Mason. He came up after I played, and he was like, man, I like your stuff. So we connected, and... That doesn't happen often where somebody will approach me. You know, after, sure. And so it was great, you know. And, and so I messaged him and I was like, if you're not too busy, would you want to work on a project? You know, because once I heard him play, I was like, wow, he's so good, you know. And um, He's playing electric, right? Yeah. Okay. Bass, yeah. 
bass guitar right yeah because he really utilizes the entire instrument nice you know he's great so so there from there um yeah he he said he would be interested and we found the time and started you know he started driving out to lawrence and where's he stay lee summit okay now i think he's in grain valley okay yeah all right yeah so just the two of you and then then we uh put out you know noticed that we needed a drummer and we found zach hodson okay and zach um has been in many many bands in kansas city um, but he's currently in killer city as a drummer and then he's in fur and the fang and i think he's a singer uh i think he's it's producing his music and then play he sings and plays guitar and and multi-talented nice yeah so the three of you Mm -hmm. and how long have you been a threesome um see two weeks yeah really yeah okay (laughs) yeah uh so uh how long has uh chalk had uh, a visible online presence um collectively (laughs) we've you know we've been on there for a few years but uh yeah no just just starting the instagram though you know we're brand new yeah i just started it in march wow yeah i i uh i don't know why i guess it's because i go out and look for people okay and i try to find opportunities cool like this yeah (laughs) Um, and i don't know if you knew i i hosted a podcast last year oh no it was similar it's called here for the music oh oh like yeah. h-e-a-r uh-huh nice yeah that's um, on spotify um how many episodes did you do i did like 32 okay yeah and then it was difficult to book and i wanted to find a situation like this and i looked into the library and it wasn't quite um i i didn't it was going to be a little bit difficult the library so. Uh, Ed and Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, they have a space. They have a creator space. Where you could... Yeah, they have like a, a studio. They have okay. A, they have a music studio. They have they have a lot of cool stuff at that library. So difficult to book. Please talk to me about that. Uh, Just, you know, reaching out to people and, and maybe they wanted a list of questions first and, you know, it was like, or they just had, didn't have the time or, you know, they want to do it and then they didn't want to do it oh my god you know? i feel like you're talking about yeah. my story there you go and so uh, yeah i mean it's i i understand it and things come up and things happen yep you know and and i think it just um you know i i had had this idea i was going to do like 52 episodes and you know um i even kind of knew i knew who i wanted my last interview of the year to be and i had all these how often were you dropping plans and uh i was doing uh weekly okay. I, I did i was doing twice a week oh, and then man. i went to weekly okay and and so and yeah the twice a week was it was it was wild it was a lot of interviews yeah and then the other thing was that i was having a thing where i would be i had a hard time with scheduling right and then and then so maybe i would have like three interviews and but i'd need to wait to publish those and so the interviews were being published a month after they were happening and it's not the some worst. people were like eh, you know like sure you know so i don't know it, it was uh, it's it's definitely i admire anyone we're at six you're at 66 so, yeah episodes. you're 60 uh, so, execute order 66 yeah for the star wars <laughs> nerds out there nice uh and and so yeah it's like that's admirable because wow. it, it is a lot of work. It's so, it it, it's and, so much work. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, 
you know, a lot of thoughts on that. Um, one, you know, it was about a year to just get it ready, right? Mm -hmm. okay. And then, um, and that's this room. A version of this room existed, but I wanted, I, I wanted it to be soundproof. But that's a story for a different day. Anyway, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I'm not handy, but I figured out a way to make this table. I bought all this stuff, and mm -hmm. then it's like now I got to teach myself how to use it all right which is like That's cool yeah um I, I you know i i i'm a visual learner and like yeah paper and pen uh, uh so trying to teach myself with the internet it's like all of a sudden i've got seven links open and three different videos and my brain is like stop yeah this is crazy yeah Luckily, uh, I, I connected with somebody who came. I, I paid them. They came and taught me a couple things in um, uh, Pro Tools first. Okay. And then my cousin, um, uh, shout out to cousin Bob, does has done sound for UMKC for a long time. Okay. And he's I'll, I'll stop by and check it out. And he's like, that's cool that that guy taught you those things in Pro Tools first, but you can't edit video in there. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Everything yeah. I just learned. Yeah. But some there's some similarities. So anyway, right. he, yeah. I mean, it, this. Well, I, I wouldn't be here thing. without him coming yeah. over many times to be like this and Coach then a couple yeah. Zoom calls. Um, yeah, but, that's definitely what I was lacking is that extra person to kind of just walk luck. me through it. That's just how I learn is like watching and and now it's you know, silly because yeah. I use uh, primarily I use two programs mm -hmm. and if if I had to guess. I probably use one thousandth of what they're capable of doing. Yeah, because I just do the things that, that I do, you know, and then yeah. I move on to. And yeah. I'm sure there's amazing things that I could. I probably some time saving yeah. steps, but it's like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so okay, now I've got all the space and I've got the stuff, mm -hmm. and now it's going to be amazing because I know tons of people from twenty years of restaurant, you know, experience and. Uh, I've always kind of been in and out of the music scene, just like as mm. a showgoer and cool. whatever. Um, but lots of people are like, no. Mm -hmm. Or you you ask somebody on a whim, and they're like, yeah. And then you reach out privately, and they're like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or yeah. you know, people that just are jazzed, and then mm -hmm. the, the, their time comes, and they just no-show, and yeah. you never hear from them again. And yeah. So I've been I'm, – I'm in – uh, funny spots uh, all the time. Like yeah. I, um, uh, it, it was weird when school started. Like, uh, like just people were bailing left and right. I had a full like July, August, and then so I was I was booked for like two a week mm. uh, for a handful of weeks. I was yeah. like, this is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, and then all these people, but anyway, uh, when I started, it was like, I got to interview you and get it out, you know, that yeah. the next week. Oh yeah. And then eventually I built up a little bit of a bank. Mm -hmm. And at one point I had like four or five mm -hmm. and that to me, I understand, I, I recognize the feeling of doing this. And then five weeks later, yeah. I put, I, but it's not like I'm interviewing anybody that has a timely kind right, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did have some people who were like, could, could we release it on sure, this day? Sure. Because I've got this dropping. Right. Yeah. And so I did that for a couple of people. And my, you know, my first one will happen this week. Uh, where a timely oh. thing. Oh, okay. So yeah. like I had a, a guy's ready to go and then I connected with a musician who's uh -huh. playing, um, uh, lemonade park, 
um, on Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Um, and so I just held the other dudes and then did his, yeah. and I'll drop it Thursday with a pro- I recorded a promo last night that's like tomorrow morning yeah on kkfi and then tomorrow evening you can and so it's it's fun it's like the first opportunity but point being i had this bank and then coming out of the holidays it was i kind of hit this wall of like i don't i got to figure out new ways to try to connect with people because trying through the people that i know is i've tapped that yeah you know i only know so many people um so i'll definitely you know when we when it airs i'll Put it out on Please. my socials and awesome. If anyone watches this long, you should come on right. the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had some people. I don't want to be on the internet. Uh, yeah. It's a little too personal. It's, it's intimidating. Yeah, yeah you know, I it get is. It. And and um, and that was you know another side of it was that you know when you talk about music, um, I found that people reveal a lot more personal you know than you would expect mm-hmm. in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because music is so personal, yeah, and endearing, yeah. How it's part of that that you know that web of development, yeah. Um, so it's per- it's just well, it's interlocked with all these different mem- memories, and some of them maybe aren't so pleasant, you right? Know, and things so, like that. So so here for the music, H E A R, yeah, was on is on Spotify. Yeah, and we did it. I did it through Anchor. Anch- and so okay, I yeah, would I came connect across with, that with people. I just had people call, and then that was another sometimes. The call would drop, or you know, know, like it was a whole nother issue in itself. Sixty six you know. strong and all in person. Yeah, you <laughs> there know? you go. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't even learned. I don't even know the first step into. Obviously, people do virtual. Yeah, I'd like to avoid at all costs. Yeah, um, but uh, kudos to you, man. I mean, it's yeah. very like. Uh, uh, I don't know if you had video, but I mean, no, I didn't. I wanted to get to video, and that's the thing. I just felt like I wasn't going to have time to edit. Well, it's you know? I mean, and that's so I admire that you're actually doing video. Because three I know hours for every hour, yeah, man. I mean, so. uh, and then it's yeah. like um, one of my favorite pieces is so you know a lot of people are like we're, we're, I've had people show up with music. It's like we mm. can't, we're not listening to music because oh. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. copyright. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got to find all these backdoor loopholes. And it's like, I watch people do reaction videos and uh, they put in the hours and hours for one upload or one video or whatever. And then it's taken down. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, I can't do that. Right. I don't don't have the time to fiddle. Yeah. Uh, When, you know, it's like uh, the booking, the recording, the editing, I need Mm -hmm. to check those off and move on to the next thing or else I find myself behind. Yeah. Um, but it, so one of my favorite things is I do put a little 10 second intro and outro, uh, for each episode. And those are typically different every time, but mm-hmm. even then, uh, I'll get, you know, copyright stuff. Wow. Um, but it's, you know, I, I'm finding that, uh, I think that really the artists can drive how, um, you know, uh, how consequential use of their stuff can be, you mm-hmm. know, some, some artists are just like, yeah, they don't, they don't care. And some, right. some you get the flag and yeah. they'll say like, it's fine to use this. Uh, but I, I think the idea there is like, if this, if that episode were ever monetized, that that money would go to the, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't yeah, I yeah. mean, it's anyway, it's a complicated thing. Yeah. We got way off that. track. Um, but thank, yeah. I'm so glad you shared that story because, yeah. uh, today get, you know getting ready this morning i was like you do you know do do i want to 
um, I'm I'm pleased that I got it off the ground and mm-hmm. and and have done a, a full year plus yeah. and in um, is is 120. You know, is mm-hmm. two year or I'm sorry, uh, uh, 104. I guess would be two two years, mm. right? Because 52 is a yeah, year. 52. So yeah. 104 is that? Do I you know? Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if I get there if I still have the the steam to. Um, so uh, you know, in 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 thinking about that. Um, I was thinking about you and mm-hmm. uh, man, this guy's driving from Lawrence. It's like <laughs> super cool. I have had another Lawrence musician on uh, mm-hmm. Tanya Sieber episode four. She's like a sing- singer songwriter. Cool. Um, but just, you know, time, you know, gas, yeah. uh, all of yeah. it. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Oh yeah. Well, I'm grateful because, you know, starting out a new band, um, you know, it's like, um, it's I I need I I have a friend who I consult on what should I do next you know we've got this coming up like we're recording a single this month so he's like you need to get out and talk about it right <laughs> you know? right and, and so we're gonna be appearing on I don't know when this will air uh it'll be a couple weeks okay um so on on Mother's Day I don't okay know this you, will air yeah. after Mother's yeah, Day yeah no uh well Mother's Day is at the end of it's five fourteen five fourteen yeah so let's just um we're gonna be on under the radar okay on KKFI let me just write yeah. that down um under the radar yeah it's eight to ten p.m. And we're going to play live at 9 p.m., um, play three songs. Um, 5.14, Mother's Day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. So, 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 so Chalk uh, is, is brand new. You've got the Instagram. I saw that you've got a link tree. Yeah. Um, that uh, has a has a band camp, but I, I don't think it... Right. Something was wonky when i took. yeah i i need to look into that uh, there's nothing on the band camp right okay. now uh that's we're gonna release on june 2nd i think okay it's gonna be the first friday in june um nice and that's band camp friday yes yeah so we're gonna release a single uh that we're gonna re- be recording with debut like first single first thing out there yeah, ever first, for first band single yep yep um drums and, bass and guitar mm-hmm. okay so recording that with pat tomac who uh, he's mostly known for he was a drummer for the Rainmakers. Oh, uh, yeah. And he has a studio in his house. Okay. And I recorded my album. Uh, it's called Both Sides. You have an album. Yeah. Nice. That I recorded there. I I hired David George to produce the album. Um, and David's done a lot in Kansas City. And he actually they were playing his. He wrote a song called Hey Kansas City. And they were playing that down at the draft. Like all oh, night. nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um. So David helped me produce both sides with Pat. He did the mixing and engineering. And That's so exciting. We had it mastered at um, Weights and Measures by Dwayne Trower. Okay. And um, that I know was, none of these names, by the way. Just well, hopefully people watching will go, yep, I know who that right, is. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> and, um, and Pat does a lot of work with other bands in Kansas City, okay. plays drums and so on. And, and You're um, throwing down some coin for this project. What's that? You, I mean, this th- none of that sounds free. Oh, to you, the artist, to record, mix, produce, engineer. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, people work together, and sure. you know, they they realize that nobody. 
I don't know anybody who has like, you know, the big money. So, right. you know, we're all kind of like helping each other out. Sure. You know? So both sides exist and is, can, can it be found? Yeah. It's on uh, Bandcamp. Okay. It's on my Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that was a good experience. Um, Which is Jason Bice? Yeah. B- dot- yeah. Just Jason Bice on okay. Bandcamp. Yeah. B-U-I-S-E. B-U-I-C-E. B- sorry. Okay. B-U- okay. I knew that. B-U-I-C. <laughs> yeah. It's written down yeah. in front of me. Um, and so from that album, Roger Miller's son emailed me and he was interested in producing and he's done some stuff. He's done some compilation stuff. He worked with Willie Nelson and some other country artists. And so that was really cool because he, that came back from like childhood, you know, learning Roger Miller at a young age and, you know, how, how did that happen? He, I think we connected through Instagram. Okay. Through okay. some ads that I had run, and he just emailed and Meaning, said, like, you boost a post or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And I had boosted to producers, and he. Oh, you can he, target people. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And so he emailed and um, asked who produced my album, and, you know, we started talking. And I didn't know who he was at first. And, and then I, <laughs> I showed David, and he goes, That's Roger Miller's son, man. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And so. Um, so basically, you know, we couldn't work out anything. <laughs> That's where I really would have needed to come up with some some cheddar, <laughs> you know. So not just some. What'd you say? Some corn. Coin. Some coin. Oh, coin. Yeah. I thought you said corn. <laughs> no, well, that too. I said, yeah, I got a lot of that in Kansas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I would have needed some coin and some cheddar, right? To work with. Yeah. So, uh, man. Okay. So just uh, t- one more time, please. Both sides. On your Bandcamp, yeah, easy easiest way to get there for just go to Bandcamp and look me up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and you'll see my artist page. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. very cool. Yeah, um, man, that's so exciting that this is a, a fresh. Um, I mean, it's fantastic that you have that you recorded a record and have that material too. But yeah, a, a fresh, a new project has got to be exciting. It is, yeah. It's it's really uplifting. Um, last year. After, I think, I don't know if it was after that Manor Records show, I actually had COVID and um, it wiped me out. And then that led to like a lot of depression over no winter. Kidding. And yeah, just really. Just a handful of months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just really. You got it late, it sounds yeah, like. I did. And it was, it was really honestly terrifying. I, I was just like minutes away from going take me to the hospital but i kept like trying not to go to the hospital because i was just it's also terrifying sounding yeah yeah, i was very terrified of being in the hospital so um so yeah it was just really uh really you know it was a it was a tough experience Dude, depression is no joke yeah and it, it just hit me hard you know it's uh there's I, I lost my dad December fifteenth. Oh man, uh, I'm sorry. Two thousand three. This will. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, lost him along, but you know when that date rolls around, it's tough, and then that's right around the holidays, and then my birthday. I and, just had know, my so. twenty year, last year, of uh, my dad's passing. Dad, yeah. Um, which I'm in a place now where uh, I feel like a crummy human being because I, I cried, all those tears so many times so many years ago mm-hmm. and now it's just a date yeah. i mean yeah uh it's, it's a lot deeper than that i mean i have three younger sisters and mm-hmm. they they ex- still experience they experience things differently mm-hmm. um you know i have uh 
12 year old daughter and a nine year old son that, uh, you know, never met him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. which, Same. you know, yeah. it's kind of like for, that was like the wound that I thought would never heal. And mm-hmm. now it's just scar tissue yeah. and like, not that I'm angry, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's hard not to do a little bit of the, it's not fair. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Cause he was, yeah, he was the best. I yeah, mean, I not without yeah. flaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, all, all the only grandpa they know is their mom's father, who's yeah. who's great and mm-hmm. all, but he's not my dad. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that. I have a son who, you know, he, he, I, I tell him about my dad yeah. and who, what kind of person he was and yeah. stuff. And that's never going to be enough. You right. Know? So, yeah, I get it. And also that, that distance, like, of, you know, that it doesn't impact me. Well, I guess it does impact me emotionally because well, it still got to sure. me. Uh, this time it got to me because I don't have any photos of him. Uh, they all uh, lost him. Uh, no yeah, way. A, none? None. It, they all, basically, I was in a situation where I had all my stuff stolen. Oh. And and um, it's a long story. I won't sure, get into sure. it. But I had all of this personal stuff taken and, and um, it... It uh, didn't make any sense. It still doesn't make any sense. And, um, you know, and so I have just my memories. Oh, my God, you know, man. I'm sorry. Them, you know, and, and um, are you so, artistic at all? Can you <laughs> whip up a painting? I write a song about him. You cool, know? <laughs> cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, no so, pictures, man? Yeah. No None? Photos. Yeah. Somebody yeah. in the family's. I think maybe. Yeah. Somebody's got I mean, a, there's some in the, in the, like, back home at my mom's, you know, in the the photo albums and stuff like that. You need to get one for your house. Yeah. yeah. At least one. Yeah. Or or something just, I need to put some of them on Facebook so that I have something that, that pops up, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and that a friend reached out to me and he, um, he's, he basically told me that, you know, honor, honor his memory, you know, cause I was telling him I was having trouble with it. And it's weird how it came back like 20 years later, you know, it just hits like a tidal wave. But, but I think definitely from having, COVID and that just taking me out and then just feeling exhausted from that. You know, it just was like one thing kind of led to another. So by the end of February, I was ready to get to work. Good for you, you know, man. And, and get back to doing something involved with music and yeah. with the community, you know. And, and I was like, I want to start a band. And, and so that's when I reached out to Dane and yeah. Very cool. And uh, your wife is support fully supportive of oh yeah totally awesome yeah 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 she actually did a little singing on both sides okay and and then she um has just always been super supportive of you know that's why i married her <laughs> you know how you guys really meet supportive. uh we met just you know online dating, sure. okay and, and we went on a date and um you know just hit it off cool and then you know went on a few more dates right and, and then a few months later, I moved out to Lawrence. You gotta, you, you gotta know. keep going on dates. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we do. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, you know, you can things, projects, work, kid, whatever. Uh, that list is always there and growing. And, and, and you know, speaking from experience, it can be easy to sort of slide into the the roommate. Uh, you know, like still love each other, still are intimate and all that kind of stuff. But if you're not making the effort, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it can be tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. It so. can be. 
Yeah, we like to cook together. Cool. That, that really, we uh, we do a lot. We go to eat, and we you know we love to cook together, and that's yeah. kind of our thing. You know? What are do you have uh, music, favorite spots to eat in Lawrence? Yeah, actually, they're bringing back uh, Genovese. They they had they were open on Mass and they closed, and now we just found out they're reopening. So that's gonna okay. be awesome. Cool. Um, that's that's actually one of our favorites. And then, um, um, yeah, there's a lot of great restaurants in Lawrence. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, another long list is the ways in which I'm a nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so whenever somebody sends me a list that's already arranged in chronological release, I'm like, this person knows what's up. And yours (laughs) was that way. Yeah. Um, so I want to move to that, but I wanted to give you props for doing that. (laughs) I just, I just like it. And if it's usually, if it's not, I'll, rearrange it and that's the order in which we're, we'll oh, address okay. things Interesting. Uh, unless there's something quirky and i want to do it a little bit differently yeah. but um so uh it's so i was probably six or so when things between my folks were unbeknownst to me going south mm-hmm. and there was a i mean i picture it as clear as day my dad came home one day with two records and mm. had bought them for me. Mm. And I didn't, it was, we, we would listen to eight tracks in his van. Um, mm-hmm. But they were Rupert Holmes, The Stranger, mm. which has the Pina Colada song. Mm. Um, and then Barry Manilow's One Voice. Mm. Um, and it was kind of like this perpetual feeling of, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know what these are, but I don't know what to do with them or where to put them now, but I know that I will soon. Just an odd feeling for like a six, seven-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. They split. Um, we, we, My mom, they both remarried. My mom's new husband gets immediately transferred to Georgia, so we're now we're in Atlanta. Hmm. And um, we now live in a home with a stereo, and he's got a record collection, and there is uh, a copy of thriller oh, wow. uh 1982 obviously mm-hmm. michael jackson and um it was night and day having because because okay now all right now put barry manilow on uh, we had a, my dad and i had a song on that particular record that was kind of ours mm-hmm. I, i'd listened to the pina colada song and but i, I didn't like dig any deeper into mm-hmm. those records not too much deeper into those records but thriller fresh new immediately massive t- mm-hmm. took the world by storm right. i mean just absolutely bananas and yeah. then that's my first real dive into album cover art you got yes, the laid yeah. out and the fold mm-hmm. and the t- the baby tiger oh. right Oh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. the 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 list of wow. things about this record is yeah. longer than any of us have time for, but nine tracks, 42 minutes, his sixth of 10. Um, an epic record, as we all know, uh, out in 82, and by the end of 83 had sold 32 million copies. Wow. Uh, to date, appar- apparently it's sold 70 million, making it number one of all time. Yeah. Um, so... You know, tell me about this record for you. So, <clears throat> I 
got this for Christmas, and I guess it must have been 82. Okay. And um, I we also got Billy Joel, because that was a big, Uptown Girl was oh, big. Uh, um, Innocent Man? Innocent Man, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, my, my first purchases, mm-hmm. rode my bike to the mall mm-hmm. and, and bought Led Zeppelin IV and, nice. and Innocent Man. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, we had those two albums, but... Um, and I liked both of them, but I, I, this one stood out, I think, because I remember that, that fold out, you know, of him with the tiger and then, um, all the, the different songs and then also seeing him on MTV, you know, and MTV was kind of new. And, and so now we're hearing music and then actually getting to see it. And there's stories going on. That beat it video are, with the knife know, fight. Yeah. And, and well, um, uh, Billie Jean. Uh, walk the, in with the gold the light yeah and then the story behind you know what is this a song about uh-huh. you know and all this and there was what does he mean the kid is not my yeah, son I don't, yeah what, right. how could that be and back then stuff like that that would start rumors and then people would say well he's talking about this and i mean those rumors would become like urban myth kind uh, of things absolutely you know yes and this was before internet and a lot of people way won't understand before, that, yeah you know, know that that you know it's not like you went outside and you talked to your friends on the street corner or through the football or whatever, you know, played with your friends, rode your bikes, and this might come up, you know. Oh, would you hear that, like, Billy Jean is because he got, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, like, it, it, I remember, like, these kind of rumors that we tell each other. So, But then also the musicality of this album um, and hearing, it was different from anything I'd really heard before. And I think Absolutely. that's because of... Um, I can't. I'm dropping the name of the producer, which is Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones, and and so I think like I remember even looking at that on the album, like producer, and I wonder what that means, and you know, engineer. Yeah, what? Yeah, mixed. Yeah, how do you? What do you? And and then um, yeah, it's just it's a superb album, and it it's got like I just noticed like uh, what is that five and six tracks uh, or the so the the fifth track is beat it, and then. Six track is Billie Jean, and I think that was on the second side. So that's like a one-two punch, yep. you know. At which um, comes out, it's like Paul yeah. McCartney, for like the guy from the Beatles, you know. Yeah. Featuring on, uh, what is it, The Girl Is Mine. Yeah, The Girl Is yeah. Mine. And then, yeah, wow, The Girl Is Mine. And then um, Mama also not a fighter. Yes. You know, yeah. And, and so... Yeah, it was um, it was a cool album, you know, and it just That's I my, remember my you know that little synth riff, wah, 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 yeah, kind of being like, what? Yeah, I, I don't hear other people making that kind of yeah, sound. What yeah, is that? Really soulful. Yes, you know? and 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 so it was cool, and it was like, um, you know, like you said, you gave all the stats on it, and it was a huge album, and so I think it was in this safety zone of like, it's okay for, sure. for him sure. to listen to this and Billy Joel's okay. Right. You know, you want to be starting <laughs> something's on some there the too, content, right? You know, what they're singing about is funny. Yeah. You know, when you look back on it, uh, is, is you want to be starting something on that uh, one? I think it is. Uh, yeah. That's the first track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, um, I don't think I could name, uh, uh, uh a more preferred track for like uh to really get the juices flowing at, yeah. at, a, at a party or a <laughs> right. reception or yeah. whatever i mean there's so many elements you know it's that fast you know yeah. start and then of course the, the vocals tell a story yeah. um and then you know you got the uh the sort of sped up 
mom say mom say you mm-hmm. know and, and yeah 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 clapping and it sounds it sounds like a party yeah in the exactly. song i yeah, mean yeah. just create like you know yeah show me where else you heard that uh in 1982 or 1983 right yeah um, no, this is great. I love that you printed it out. Oh yeah, the man. Tracks. That's, that's uh, well, awesome. it's it's that's you know. Uh, so I have a tiny bit of vinyl right now. There was a tiny bit of vinyl in my home growing up, but mm-hmm. uh, I have a ton of cassettes, mm. and that's where I would spend all my money: uh, mowing, babysitting. When I actually had a job, yeah. Um, just, just you know irresponsibly spending and i would come home <laughs> mm-hmm. and shut the door and sit at my desk and yeah pour over the wow. cover art yeah uh, i mean i was still buying cassettes in like 2000 like yeah. just holding out and eventually i started buying cds yeah um but yeah. that was uh i mean even the smell mm-hmm. of yeah, the, the liner note yeah. paper or and sometimes it would smell different because the tape was maybe a little more high quality or something right, right. Like, yeah I remember um that. but but the reason is because now we don't have that anymore unless mm-hmm. unless you know you are sitting around with somebody that's got a bunch of vinyl or you have a yeah. bunch of or whatever the case may be. but mostly we're all just it's all, you know digital streaming and there's nothing to have and to hold and you know uh that tanya the the gal from lawrence um she had when she was here uh, she had put out an album hmm. uh, and s- was pleased that she did, but after the fact thought, you know, is that an, an antiquated way of thinking? Like, sh- because the world seems to be interested in singles and singles only. Hmm. So maybe uh, I would have gotten more eyeballs or listens or what stream, whatever if uh-huh. I would have done single, single, single. And I was like, no, do an yeah. album. Like, yeah. you know. There's a lot of different theories on yeah, how you should release. I know, and, I know. Yeah. But anyway. I think you should release how you, you know you feel it's probably most appropriate for you. Right. Like, that's kind of what I've learned. Right. Because like, I went through that. Like that part of creating both sides was I need to do something more than um, uh, just me and the guitar. I had recorded with a guy named Rob Nold um, three, three years before we did both sides. And it's called Independent. And that's on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, and it's it's a five song EP, um, and we recorded on these really nice high density um, microphones, these um, uh, ribbon mics. Okay. And um, and then Rob is just a, a master at recording nice. and, and um, utilizing space. Like he had all these pillars that were made out of styrofoam, and you'd be surrounded by these pillars. And so that the sound is just totally right there. Oh, you know, wow. That circle. Cool. And it felt like we call it Stonehenge, you know, <laughs> Stonehenge. Nice. And, um, but we, I, I wanted to do more. I felt like, well, that didn't really hit. It didn't even really get played, you know, so now I need to do a studio so that people can hear me with instrumentation, you know, and, and then it was back to, well, you know, now I should, maybe I need to play electric guitar so that I sound fuller, you know, and, and that actually did help. And then that started making some connections, but then it's like, I need a band, right. <laughs> you know, I bet that, so, the, but, that sounds like you've had you know. kind of good insight and, uh, good, uh, gut instinct to make the choices that you've made to this point. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've just, uh, learned a lot. And then a lot of what I've learned is trust your gut, you know, and, and, 
and go with it. Absolutely. You know? So, um, um, and also what I've learned is if you have a dream, then write it down and make it a goal. You know, uh, like if you have a dream, I want to release an album, then write that down, release album. Yeah. And then start working the steps to sure. get to that. I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, conceptually, I don't always mm -hmm. follow through. Uh, but, uh, you know, short-term and long-term lists. Yeah. And I, there's just something I still have on the other side of this wall, mm -hmm. my list for making this happen. Cool. And it's like nice. whatever it was at uh, 13 or 20 things. And like the last one is still not crossed off mm. because by the time that was done, I was like, we're, we're going now. I'm doing, yeah. you know, it's no yeah. longer about the space. They're oh man, making that list, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I can't really see all the things, but I but I see them better than I I didn't even know what they were before, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then to cross them off is just you know as yeah. my son likes to say that's so satisfying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So you know, if we could uh, look at Michael, did you? collect any other of his records do you have anything out bad or no 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 that was it okay. you know and that was a gift and i think you know it was kind of like i think another thing about the album was that i knew that this was mainstream or you know secular and right. and they were allowing me to yeah you know? and so exciting so that was kind of interesting you know it was a change and and that's why it was also a significant thing you know so if we could you know just Michael Jackson, the artist in, in a vacuum and, and like, what is, how do we qualify or quantify the mark or the impression on the American music spectrum as he, with his body of work and his performances. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, if you think of it, every artist's contribution as a, a sound wave, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got some high peaks on there. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, he was called the King of pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? So um, that's probably the, the, the top right there. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. Uh, just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so let's see, we go 82, um, globally famous, absolute monster of a record. Skipped a couple years ahead to, for me, the then curious, uh, the then mysterious, the then intriguing, uh, outfit known as U2. Mm -hmm. In 1984, we get uh, Unforgettable Fire. Yeah. Um, which uh, <laughs> was retros nice. a retrospective discovery for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I knew of U2. Yeah. Um, I had for sure heard uh, Pride in yeah. the Name of Love, but they really didn't blast me in the face until Joshua Tree was out. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, okay, here's here's rattle and hum, and here's unforgettable fire, and then it would be way way later that I would even know about boy and war in October. Yeah, um, who ironically, uh, St I believe Steve Lillywhite produced all three of those first yeah. records of theirs. Right, and then for this one, they kind of collectively, including Steve Lillywhite, agreed a different direction would be best. Brian Eno and Daniel, Daniel Lenoir. Whoa. Yeah. Like, what? whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I <clears throat> yeah. didn't even know that uh, Daniel Lanois name until like 98 when Bob Dylan put out Time Out of Mind. Okay. And, yeah. and used Daniel. And by then I knew of Brian Eno. Like, mm -hmm. he's kind of <clears throat> ethereal, in and out of things. But was yeah. he a musician? What is he? Um, 
but Jiminy Christmas, that is a duo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me about your discovery of this one. So I think I got the cassette, and I had those friends had given me that mixtape, and that's you know I'd listened to some some, and and so I started collecting U2's cassette tapes. Cool. And um, <clears throat> so I I had Boy October War, and then I think Unforgettable Fire released, and so I went to the store and bought it, and. Um, that I remember reading the liner notes and seeing Eno and Lenoir, and I did, I had no clue who they were. Of course, absolutely not. And but you could hear it in the how different this album sounds compared to War Boy October. And I almost put October because that really I was just like, which wow. one has Sunday Bloody Sunday? Uh, that's War. Okay, yeah, which was also a great album. Yes, and but when you hear this album, it's like a shift. In, in what they're doing, even the songwriting seems more singer songwriter or more more intricate. Uh-huh. Like they've now developed, maybe they do bridges or you know they right they, you know. And it's not just because they were kind of like power. Uh, it, it, I don't want to say punk, but some of that early stuff was really kind of on that edge. Counterculture, of, yeah. Uh, um, not a fan of some things happening in the world. Yeah, and they were also speaking out politically, right? You know, and I think that was something else, like uh, pride, you know, hearing that, and um, and then um, uh, and bad, bad. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, um, one of their greatest. But ever. just from just I read through just now, and man, just from top to bottom, it's like the just amazing mm-hmm. listen. It's, mm-hmm. That's the other thing about it is you can sit and just give it a full listen, you know. Yes. Um, and it's, it's great. It's consistent. And then, so this is yeah. fourth of 15 for them, studio record wise, including mm. one that they put out this year. Really? Uh, oh, the acoustic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which is the third songs of fill in the blank record. Hmm. Right. Um, let's see here. Yeah. If I had to pick another influential U2 album, it would be Octoon Baby. Okay. That, um, that, that's you know. the only other. And that uh, was another shift, I think, in the way they, they made. It reminded me of this album of like, okay, because they had done, they had just done Rattle and Hum. And, and I remember the, in the movie, the guy asked him, what has happened? between now and and then they all just start laughing <laughs> you remember that no yeah I, I haven't seen that since like since it was released yeah yeah and uh yeah so they yeah and they just kind of laugh at the question and then that they put that on the album too i think but it um they would they would do they were one of these bands who could reinvent themselves right like bowie like sure. Bob dylan you know so songs of innocence in 14 <clears throat> songs of experience in 17 and then songs <clears throat> of surrender is a re-release acoustic that just came out in march cool um but uh yeah man um bad so good pride is so good mm-hmm. uh the whole the whole thing uh, 10 songs, 43 minutes. Um, it's really bizarre that uh, it'll be 40 years old next year. Yeah, it is. I mean, because yeah. it's still, I mean, it was it was an incredible listen when it came out, but it yeah. still is right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. T- talk yeah. about something aging well. Right. And Pride, I used to go in the garage, and I would try to sing. That was one of the first songs that I tried to sing along okay. with and really try to. And But Bono, he was hitting notes I couldn't hit. Right, you know, and right. So I'd be out in the the garage screaming in the name of love, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
The neighbors are like, yeah. there's <laughs> YouTube okay? covers and square dance <laughs> yeah. instruction happening right. over there. I'm not really right. sure. Um, interesting <clears throat> in a way that I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but uh, Eno and, Le- and Lenoir get producer credits, but then they also get song, you know, uh, uh, um, like songwriting credits. Yeah, well, they their listing is additional vocals, instruments, treatments. Hmm. Uh, and it says the same for both of them, and it's hmm. like, okay, I mean, yeah. I get it, but it seems seems a little peculiar to have yourself on there twice. It's a little but, extra, yeah. Um, <laughs> but such a good one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to eighty seven, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Yeah, and sure. yeah, that was probably you know that album. Yeah, so definitely when I went and got this cassette, I knew got to keep this one. And she found it and, and was like, what is this? And, and you know, what is it about it that I she didn't? I think it was the lip. Okay. You know, I think it was just the lip. I don't know where the camera Right, see it. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it was just like, I, I remember feeling disappointed in her for questioning <laughs> me on it, you know, and not really understanding the, the anger. Haven't I shown you a good track record of being a good kid? Yeah, right. And just not understanding where the... the anger was coming from you know it was really bizarre um and but yeah i loved uh i would just come home after school and i had like a couple hours to myself so i would listen to this album and and then just sit and try to play along with it on my acoustic yeah and and uh i think i was around maybe 15 or 16 and you could know like i mean the uh, the the and the way that the sound and the tone and the production of that mm-hmm. record is not like uh, much else that we've mm-hmm. heard before. So for me, mm-hmm. the untrained ear, like picking up chords within that sound spectrum and then knowing where to place them on the acoustic guitar, oh, sounds yeah. like trying to teach myself, uh, you know, Russian or something. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, uh, and it was learning, you know, like. A lot of it, though, a lot of the solos are done on one string. Okay. And, and that's so helpful. That's, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I was trying to mimic that. And then I remember I also like um, Jumping Somebody Else's Train. I had heard that song. And I think um, Killing an Arab, I'd heard that. Um, so, you know, and then when I, I think I learned to play Just Like Heaven. Okay. You know, All right. Learn the chords to Yeah. That. And probably by going to a music store and finding the book and looking at the uh what do you call that the tab the ta- tablet tablature yeah. right but this was actually like where they had the music written out okay and i would go because i knew from playing the keyboard oh you can go get these books and it will show you the chords so i was learning these songs you know which cool. later was like great for high school parties i bet <laughs> yeah yeah so this is uh seven of 13 for them uh 17 songs 72 minutes the uh, apple music blurb said that mm. uh Robert Smith opened up the songwriting process to make it a little bit more dem- democratic. Hmm. And immediately the material came so fast that they had a double album. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, well... So they all wrote on Well, I think that it was more of a collective effort than just these are the songs okay. that I wrote. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't dig too deep, but it yeah. sounds like... The, the records prior to this one were mostly kind of steered by him and, and forged by him and the, everybody else just kind of does their parts. But yeah. you open the door and all of a sudden it's like, we have a double album. We have so much material. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. Nice. Um, yeah, that's cool. 
So, uh, second Cure record that's mm. been featured, I uh, mentioned, I think, already. Uh, somebody picked Disintegration, which was the one that would follow this one. Mm. Um, and this, I mean, there is a really bizarre uh, contrast between uh, the opening track and track number two. I mean, like... Mm-hmm opposite ends of yeah, the spectrum right and it's kind of oh, all right well yeah which direction is this thing gonna go yeah um and uh i've saw a couple spots say that this was their uh considered their breakthrough success in the states yeah um obviously um uh just like heaven is mm-hmm. you know still a classic yeah, yeah. fantastic tune yeah. um so this one uh, holds a special place for you just because of the, the the trip to purchase it and then the the trying to teach yourself and yeah yeah um, every day spending time with it and then also like the musicality of it that it did have like tracks uh like the opening one and then going into the second song i i'd forgotten about that how it's just kind of long and going on and on and on and then like hot 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 hot, hot. Yeah. it has some funk in yeah. it yeah and um uh, yeah there's uh yeah, one exactly. more time has a has a riff in it that is very familiar but i can't play it because i think yeah. it opens up uh like it's a big big chunk of instrumental yeah and then you don't get lyrics until about the halfway point but there's a riff in there yes i was like that has been in a movie or a commercial yes. or yeah, yeah. something I, I think i know what you're talking about um and then uh icing sugar is explorative uh mm-hmm. while that's track 13 and then track 14 the perfect girl is like kind of poppier yeah i mean they're 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 sort of within you know i guess if you want to call it their own sound the cure sound yeah they're still sort of genre jumping within their own sound which is right admirable right cool yeah, yeah. um how about uh, any others of theirs? Are you did you stick with them for a little while? Yeah, or? I did. I stuck with them uh, through you know came back to them in college. Sure, you know, and um, and so it you know they've always kind of been around. I still listen to the Cure Pandora station. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yeah. I I never saw them live though, and I'm I've still that's something I would love to do. Right, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, so we leap ahead a few years, 1991, Never yep. mind. Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, I don't know which one it is, but, uh, if, if Pearl Jam 10 is the 1A anthem for Gen X, then this is 1B. Yeah. Maybe it's the other way around and this is 1A and Pearl Jam's 1B, but either yep. way, monster, monster album. Yes. I mean, yep. we're yep. still kind of uh we've we've almost come uh 10 years from uh thriller mm-hmm. and MTV's still putting out music videos not yeah. for much longer right but but i mean <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah. you know janitor mop bucket cheerleader from smells like teen spirit like it was yesterday right you know yeah um and i, I mean there's a million things you could say about this record but yeah that that opening riff to come as you are mm-hmm. track three yeah, that's that's like the the birthplace for that whole sound for me i yeah. know there was shit before but i mean that is such an iconic yeah little ditty there yeah for sure uh i heard uh smells like teen spirit 
come on the the AM radio on the metal station. Whoa. Um, that AM metal. Some, yeah. Okay. It was a Kansas City. I don't know which which station, but they would play metal. So I was listening to that. I was right when I started at Avila, uh, and. Um, and I was driving down 435, and I remember distinctly, Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on, and I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Right. And immediately recognizing it as this, the new sound has begun. Right. The 90s, here it is. Yep. Here's what we've been waiting for, you know, that we weren't getting with, like, The Cure or some of the new wave stuff, like New Order um, you know, some of that would get edgier, but it was still the electronic stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so to hear like instruments that were normally associated with classic rock or punk to, or rem- like the Ramones too, but now hearing it played like this and like in these like minors and, and you know, sharps or whatever, these different kind of chordings, um, and with the grooves that Cobain was creating or all of them really i mean all of them right you know and i just so i immediately got this album and was just like wow you know just totally taken by it and and loved and just would play it over and over and over and over absolutely how to play the songs and nice yeah okay yeah and this was definitely one that you know this is part of like i think between it was between freshman and sophomore year actually and then i remember a friend driving up to me i was in the parking lot of a record store out at state line 103rd and state line okay a friend pulls up in his car and he goes did you hear kurt cobain shot himself <laughs> you know and i'm like what Whoa. <laughs> you know and it, it was just like wow and just like that he was gone you yeah know? so here was this guy who was quickly becoming like my hero you know and and then boom, he's gone. Dang. Know? So that was another thing about, you know, that. So I um, mean, they had released another album. Yeah. And, do you have yeah. uh, Bleach and In Utero? Do you have opinions about those? Um, yeah. I mean, I like them. They're, you know, it's interesting to listen to Bleach, different drummer, you know. So it's interesting to hear what they were trying to achieve. Um, I also read Kurt, Kurt Cobain's uh, journal that he did when he was keeping it for uh, for this album. And when he was actually kind of planning everything out, um, he had this album in mind. He, he drew this album cover. Um, you know, he visualized all of this and it was from his experiences of doing bleach, you know, and and kind of getting an introduction to the Seattle music scene and the industry through that. Uh, Is this a thing that you can purchase this journal? Okay. mm -hmm, Yeah. And, um, and so, Basically, uh, it's cool because he goes through, you know, where he's writing about, you know, and then you'll see like a song, you know, and, and things like that, you know. So did you yeah. happen to see I, I I can I won't be able to pull up the uh, the name, but a, a very well established longtime music writer um, when because the 30 year anniversary of this record's release just happened mm-hmm. a couple couple years and so he put out this big long piece about spending like tons of time with cobain hmm. um uh, you know like he he's hanging with him to for the purposes of writing a feature piece or maybe multiple pieces or maybe even a biography but but the piece that he put out is 
really, really insightful uh, and, and a fantastic read. If I can, if I can dig it up, I'll send it to you. Cool. Um, yeah. But man, uh, so listen. If you put it on today, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about how it is aged? It's a thing we, we like to say. I actually, I just. Uh, played through it the other night. I okay. put it on uh, guitar tabs and and then had the whole album. Okay, and just rough, roughly played through the whole thing. Sure, and, and kind of it was fun, you know, to relive it that way. And then I also listened to the whole thing again. On I listen to a lot of music now. Like uh, oddly, when I want to go to an album, I just go to YouTube and pull up the album and sure. listen to it there. Yeah. So I listened to it there, just on my phone, and it's still it's an awesome album. It is awesome. You know, it's an inspiring. Yeah, album, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> this is uh, another. Just, I mean, don't even know how to measure the scope of yeah. this record. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember, yeah. of course, hearing "Creep." Mm-hmm. And then somebody suggesting that I give the Benz a listen, and mm-hmm. I tried it. I didn't try very hard. Yeah. Um, but I kind of was like, that's not for me. Um, and then this record came out, um, and I, you know, I don't. I don't think I heard it like immediately, but I definitely had a copy of it within a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I swear, like an entire summer. Yeah. It was just kind of like. And and I was I was going through some stuff mm-hmm. and and r- really struggling and this was like a crutch. Yes. Um. Yeah. So yeah. 1997 Radiohead, OK Computer. Yeah. Third of nine for them. Twelve songs, fifty four minutes. Just a m- phenomenal record. Yeah. Um. How much of a Radiohead fan are you? Uh, I really so. At the time, I remember ninety six, ninety seven, like listening to the bends and creep Mm -hmm. um and then um that was kind of my introduction into radiohead um and and then um i think in the fall of 97 i went to paris oh and so that was cool because i actually got to go to europe um and and then that i don't know that just had an impact on me (laughs) that i realized how much of the world i was just totally didn't even know about yeah. it, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, how, I don't know. It just, it was a good experience, you know? And so I, when I came back from that, went through some, some changes and stuff and, and then this album comes up. And so I was dating someone at the time and we used to sit on the front porch, uh, in the summer and like, listen to this album and like have parties and play this album, you know, and just play Radiohead while we were all sitting around drinking on the front porch, you know, and, and, uh, it, it just was one of those albums that was like, it, you would hear it everywhere. You know, you were just hearing it on the radio, you were hearing it in coffee shops and, you know, people were having parties and playing the music, you know, in the background. And, and that was wild, you know, and then, um, ended up single in a, in an apartment um, and whenever that's happened in my life, I just dive into music and learning music. And, and so I just spent a ton of time with, with Radiohead during that year. And that's kind of how I, I am with artists. Like I'll spend like, I'll deep dive. And, mm-hmm. and just, if they really talk to me, if their music speaks to me, 
if it touches me in some way, then sure. I, I want to know who they are, where right. they come from. You know, I'll write them letters. I, I used to write Fugazi letters. <laughs> nice. I've also written the Indigo Girls okay. letters okay. And, and had them write back. You nice. know, like, yeah. Very so, cool. I mean, you know, uh, and and this was, I didn't write a letter to Radiohead, but this was definitely one of those bands that, you know, yeah. Man, but yeah. Uh, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm-hmm. quote. Uh, okay, computer. I'd like to have full manual control now. Mm. Is where apparently where the oh really title comes from. I didn't from, know that. Which oh. is like a absolutely bananas, yeah. terrifying concept, especially yeah. right now with yeah, Chat GPT and AI and all this other stuff. Yeah, come, I mean, but uh, I which mean, I actually see is great. I, I love AI. And sure. I um, have. I think that it's gonna the way we're gonna excel with ai is when we're working in tandem with it you know um and not just giving it full control yeah you know yeah i I really see that as the future that it's not going to become like your attorney your attorney the human will turn to ai for reference okay i like that they're good at what they do right you know or a doctor will utilize ai to look for cancer in a you know um do you ever uh consume any lex friedman he's uh i mean he's got to be up there in the world of podcasting mm. but i mean he's he's um a fascinating he appears to be a fascinating human in that he's um uh you know pretty pretty soft spoken and and monotone mm-hmm. um and uh suit and tie uh and not 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 an older fella i mean he's not young but um but has like crazy, like uh, huge names mm-hmm. um, and has like long form conversations um, with them. And re- recently I just see some of his stuff on TikTok. I don't mm-hmm. seek it out yet. I might start, mm-hmm. um, but he had uh, some young kid that's like the CEO of four or five of these. I mean, all, all of these AI companies oh, really? and, and mm-hmm. like just the little blips of their conversation was like, I could not get enough. It was mm-hmm. really, really fascinating. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it's wild. It's like, it kind of keep thinking, uh, Oh, okay. The internet, we have email. Oh, the internet. Oh, we have social media. And it's kind of always feels like, um, there, there couldn't be more that we could do. And then all yeah. of a sudden like, you know, we have Instagram and TikTok and now yeah. AI. And, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, so a lot has happened, uh, especially like I think with just even crypto and NFTs, right? you know, yeah. I got into it. And, really? Yeah. And, you know, I bought NFTs and, and now they're not worth anything. No. And, yeah. For but real? It's, it's just fun. Like, I think it's great because uh, maybe eventually they will be. Right. You know, so an knows, NFT you know, is like a digital fungible token. So it's supposedly a one-of-a-kind creation, a right. digital, one-of-a-kind right. digital creation. Okay. And everybody says, well, you can just snap a photo of it and, you know, and right. make a copy of it or whatever. But but there's records behind that uh-huh. this is the one and only and all this stuff. And so I think, like, the, the novelty of it, like, was like, wow, cool. But then immediately it became, like, like a lot of things, they start out like, oh, this is great. This is the future. And then it goes to trash. Right. <laughs> you know? And it just right. like, becomes inundated with everybody wanting to get a piece of that pie. And then immediately the value drops. Right. You know, because it's no longer, you know. Yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah. I think um, so. I did. I do the same thing. Like uh, you know, Van Halen. Mm -hmm. You know, Led Zeppelin. All of these artists in my youth. It's like. Uh, uh, 1984 mm -hmm. you know okay i've got now i need to know all the rest of the van halen yes. so i'm gonna own all those records and yeah you know if you do that enough you you wind up buying your handful of duds yeah that have like a song you really really love but right. the rest of the record just doesn't speak to you yeah so after doing that for so many years whenever i think even maybe now still a little bit yeah when i put on a first listen I think that I'm approaching it with there's probably a couple of good tracks in here and then who knows about the rest. Yeah. This thing opens with airbag, mm -hmm. goes into paranoid android with, you know, high intensity and that ultimate, ultimate transition, mm -hmm. which is a one-two punch, like, right. no disrespect to uh, the cure and that funky one-two punch. Mm -hmm. This is like a literal one-two punch. To yeah. The, I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> that that they 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 you know they blew the proverbial wad with tracks one and two. Well, then you got Subterranean, Subterranean Homesick Alien, yeah. which is stunning and gorgeous, yeah. and it's kind of like all right. Well, everything yeah. else is gonna suck from right, here, right? right? And then exit music for a film is yeah. just and it's got that monster build in it, and yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah, and then let down Karma. I mean, yeah, that. That opening riff for Letdown, I mean, goosebumps every yes. time. Yeah. Um, there's so much. Uh, Karma Police is kind of a beacon of emotionality and all mm -hmm. of this insanity and mm -hmm. beauty that's happening with this record. Yeah. Um, yeah, this album led me to want to record and nice. start making albums. Nice. And and I did shortly after this. I okay. Started, um, uh, well, I mean, I kind of had started on a four-track recorder. Um you know, I tried to do stuff in college, but I actually sought out a, a guy and we did an album in his basement. And like he ended up, he brought in a drummer to sit in like, cause I mean, I was really fresh into it, but in 97, yeah, I did this album and a lot of it was influenced by this. Yeah. You know? and, and just that like, okay, I've heard the Beatles do it. I've heard Pink Floyd do it. And now I'm hearing Radiohead do it. And man, I want to go do this. Right. You know, I want to try to make an album that, that has this kind of, these kind of layers and this kind of musicality. And, you know, it just becomes like this quest, you know. Yeah. Um, but then also, um, uh, I talked to a guy named Chris Hudson, who's a local musician and does a lot in Kansas City. And um, he said you know we all kind of form this this web of like that that first song like stairway to heaven or what the song and then as songwriters we go on to try to recreate that experience through our own music you know and and try to reach that pinnacle of songwriting absolutely you know? like so yeah definitely for for just all of these songs it's like man if i could only write music like that you know <laughs> well so. personally i've all i always kind of check out for seven eight and nine you know, mm. it's uh, the fitter, happy, no, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. and then electioneering, yeah, yeah. I think, is in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But track 10, No Surprises, kind of sets, for me, mm -hmm. sets the record back on its yeah. feet again. And then Lucky, track 11, uh, I always feel like um, it's this feeling of returning to safety from danger. And then when you're in the safe space reflecting upon the danger that you're in, it, brings it all back up again you kind of have a cry about mm. what almost 
mm. was your demise or whatever. And, and, yeah. and then, uh, I mean, it, it's almost like they invented new emotions hmm. with this album. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just, just, well, phenomenal. I noticed a lot of like maybe more existentialism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming out in the music, you know, or where it definitely makes you feel that way. And then, with you know that fitter happier <laughs> you know a pig in a cage tied to you know it's like oh god you know is this what i'm becoming right and then i think uh didn't fight club release shortly after uh you know around this time and, i think so yeah you know, so yeah crazy and well it was in the zeitgeist yeah guess, absolutely yeah. um so really just a phenomenal list um any any honorable mentions you want to throw out for for other other records albums? yeah um gosh yeah it's wild to take this trip down memory lane. <laughs> you know it really is especially with the visual mm-hmm. it really is um you know i i think we kind of talked about them all in between sure you know, sure like the other u2 albums and stuff like that but these are the ones that really in terms of like I would say when I if I had to just come up with five when you asked me that I was like okay what what albums kind of and, and surprisingly I was like wow thriller yeah I remember getting that and and then when I just started thinking through it chronologically it was like this one and this one you nice know, and and how that kind of led to me you know wanting to go start get into the studio yeah you know and yeah you know, well so you've yeah. so you've you know, you were reared in a home that had music and encouraged, uh, you know, the development of your own musicianship. Yeah. And then you're in bands and, and experiencing the world of, of creating music, but while still listening to music. Um, and then, uh, you know, you listen to a record like this and you have that, you know, I feel compelled to want to record. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're uh, sort of in the throes of freshness mm-hmm. with a new project, um, which I got to believe comes with challenges and rewards. And and so, you know, if you uh, were pinned to give a message to folks that are starting from scratch, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time, yeah, uh, what would you tell them? Um, well, that I would say the thing about if you have a dream, you know, write it down and, right. and, and make it a goal and, and then, and then set steps to reach that goal. You know, if you want to release an album, you're going to need songs, you know, you're going to need to know how to play the instrument. Um, and, and so if you have that covered, you know, y- you might need a band or you might need to hire people. Right. If you have that covered. You need a studio. Right. You need to decide where you want to do it and who you want to be in control of that, or you're giving that control to. Right. You know? And and so, I think that's like the most valuable advice I could give someone because that's something I didn't know. It's just I I had dreamed about doing this like since you know high school, right? Uh, or you know even before, of I want to be a musician and I want to sing on stage, but I didn't know I could write that down and actually start following stuff. Sure. And, and so it's always kind of felt like, I guess this might happen and, you know, and then life happens, you got to get a job, you got to start paying bills and all that, you know? So, um, you know, it's really, you have to come to a, some acceptance. I think with that, I had to do that as like, I'm not just going to have everything handed to me. No. You know, right. nobody's going to like write a check 
for me to go off somewhere, you know, not even like the big name who reached out. He wanted me to write that check, you know, and and so it's like, you know, it's um, you got to really work for it. Right. And, and, you know, but I think by having goals and, and like, you know, setting you know, goals like I would eventually like to be played on the radio or or whatever, you know, I think we're the, all of that is obtainable. Right. You know, you got to believe. Yeah, you do. You have to believe in yourself and you got to put in the work. It's not just going to happen. You know, like, I mean, I've been doing this for now, you know, 40 years. Right. (laughs) So like, and and then professionally for like 30 years. All the way back to the unforgettable fire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In the garage. Yeah. You know, but, but like, you know, I, I, I started playing out in college, you know, going to coffee houses and I used to play at Barnes and Noble down on the plaza. Oh, wow. And, nice. Um, I was one of the only people who played down there. And then they, they asked Cap and BMI shut them down from doing live oh, music. Yeah. And, okay. you know, so I was doing coffee houses in the nineties, you know, and I had bands back then, you know, and, and so it, you, it's just a process, yeah. you know, but everything you do, um, no matter what you create, if you sit at home and you record something live on a tape recorder or, or well, that's I'm dating myself, but do it on your phone and upload it to YouTube sure. or you do a TikTok. Um, that is definitely, um, I mean, gosh, in this day and age, you could literally like have an idea, put it on TikTok and that could go viral. Uh, and uh, there it, you it go. Has. <laughs> like, it has, you know, yeah. that's happened. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, the it's become now more than easier i think and it's it's weird it's just but it's both like both sides of that right like it's easier to get yourself out there but it's also everybody's trying to do yes that. it's you a know saturated I mean? market so saturated, yeah you know it's like but, hey there's a new thing you can get in oh saturated yep yeah. but if you know if you believe in yourself and this is what you need to do to keep your sanity or keep your mental health or, you know what I mean? Cause right. I can't not do music. I right. can't stop playing guitar and stop songwriting and just say, I'm not going to do that. Anymore. Right. Right. That, that's impossible for me. So, you know, very cool. Well, yeah. so, so did we, we came full circle on the Roger Miller piece, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Jason Bice. Yes. B U I C E. Yeah. You can you're searchable on Bandcamp and you can find both sides. Yeah. Right. And oh. and uh I did an album during uh you know quarantine uh, it was called Trip Tech and it was just songs that I recorded on my phone on GarageBand. Okay. And I was just I was seeing how short I could make a song. But Interesting. still give it body. Right. And then I took like five of these little small songs that I had created and released a really low quality. Uh, it's like a single more or less I call trip tech. Cool. So that's on there too. And then I did a single called, um, when I die, okay. Uh, last year. And I recorded that with Till Willis. Um, and, um, I have a song on there called green light glow, green light glow. And then, uh, when I die. Okay. And so that was a single. Have you ever listened to, uh, double nickels on the dime by the Minutemen? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. It's, uh, somebody picked it for their, it was a part of somebody's list. Um, and it's, uh, um, well, I think Mike Watt is one of the musicians. Uh, The, the front man I think has passed away. Um, and they only put out like four records, but uh, that double nickels on the dime is a double album, and I mean average song length is like 
two oh nine. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, so there's yeah. a, and there's a lot of uh, you know body mm-hmm. quality uh, in in the shortest yes. amount. Of, anyway, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. it's an interesting one to check out. Cool, but uh, so that's so that's your personal band camp that all that stuff can be heard there correct yeah. and then on soundcloud is uh independent okay and that's under my name and then um yeah then there's actually then there's like probably there's one two i think there's three albums out there that if anyone can find send them my way because <laughs> i don't have them anymore oh no yeah oh, God. yeah Just going back to yeah that. dang and so wow um, yeah, and like I know certain friends, there's people out there who definitely have some stuff, but it's very limited. Run. Sure, sure. And it's early, early yeah. Jason Bice, you right? Know? Um, and and yeah, so that's out there too. Um, but I don't know where. Right. You know? But but the current thing, Chowk, mm-hmm. C-H-O-W-K, yeah, has an Instagram. Yeah, has so, a Facebook. Yeah, Chowk uh, Band on Instagram. Okay. And then. Um, but that's mostly where I'm doing, I think, most of our social media from is sure. from there. Okay. Because uh, Instagram just seems to be a great way to connect, it, you know. And, it and, it uh, is. It does. I think TikTok can be too, but with all this talk of like if they're going to take it away or not, I well, I didn't want to start a TikTok and then have it just be, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just so weird. Um, but then, um, but Instagram is great. And, and so... We're there, and then we're doing the band camp. We're going to sure. release through there. Um, so we have that, but we haven't really, you know, we, it's just the basics right now. But the, the Chalk yeah. Instagram account is the place to be if yeah, you want to sure. find out when stuff gets released or if there's gigs yeah, happening for announcements or whatever. That. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah. I really uh, can't thank you enough. I yeah, mean, thank uh, you for having me. It's, it's yeah. one thing, you know, uh, if I know a person on some level, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, for a perfect stranger, yeah, to, we don't know each other, right? At all. To, to <laughs> yeah. come and do this, and, yeah. and to have a drive both yeah. ways, yeah. Um, you know, uh, seriously appreciate it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm eager to uh, sort of follow the development of the band as, as things build, and um, yeah. you know, if uh, you want to come back and do another one, uh, whether it be uh, to talk chalk stuff mm-hmm. or talk about more albums or whatever yeah. i mean i'd love to have you back cool. sometime down yeah. the road and um when uh it would be cool to like meet up in a year and i i used to ask people where do you want to be a year from now right and it would be cool to meet up in a year and be able to tell you since the interview well this is you know because this sure. is literally you're catching us in the the first month of being a band. Wow. You know? Right. So like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. That, that, that's that's a, kind of why I wanted to do this too, to mark this time, you know? Right. And yeah. somehow that, uh, that one definition of, <clears throat> excuse me, of Chowk, mm-hmm. well, how did we're, it, we're paths cross we're paths cross. Yeah, like yeah. you're kind of doing your thing. I'm kind of doing yeah, your thing. Exactly. And here we, yeah, here you are sitting in my it. basement with me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's what really got to Dane and I, cause we, you know, um, we're coming from just totally different, you know, areas and all this stuff, but then our paths cross, and, right. You know, you make these connections and, and just how much that's happened in my life or also the idea of a roundabout. There's a lot of roundabouts that I drive around every day. And, you know, so it's, it's always interesting to 
think about that concept of how that can send you in a different direction right you know so listening to us you come up on an album that sends you off and, right you know yeah well so thank you jason bice yeah. check out chalk uh on instagram uh keep your eyes peeled for the band camp to uh, have some yeah to stuff grow and on flourish. it at some yeah. point yeah. um look forward to it man thank you Appreciate yeah it. yeah thank you for having right. me bye Thank you.